Hey, MFI, I am so honored to be with you, although not in person this year. I know we don't get to gather together in person, but we do get to meet all across the world for this MFI Global Conference virtually, and what an honor to be a part of this experience, and hopefully to encourage you wherever you are as a pastor and leader. Uh, my name is Tracy Wild Pace, and I am one of the pastors at Capitol Church in Boise, Idaho, and I just want to thank Dr. Frank Damasio for an amazing opportunity just to share briefly with um, each and every one of you who's listening and maybe watching wherever you might be in the world, what a weird year 2020 has been. When we were all together before, I don't think we anticipated what was going to happen come 2020. In fact, I think we all had pretty excited spirits and hearts and vision, right? It was the 2020, the year of vision. Probably everyone had a sermon series on that at some point last year, and it wasn't a bad sermon series. Uh, certainly, God is still in control and does have a vision for his church. He loves his church. And um, I know we've all heard the joke or maybe seen it on um, some social media platform that says there was no seminary training or MFI uh, breakout session that talked about how to pastor through a pandemic. Yet here we are, and we are 10 months in, 11 months into this uh, real global pandemic and situation that has not just affected us personally, but it really has affected the church. So I just want to speak for a few moments to pastors, especially to pastors who might be feeling really discouraged. Maybe this year has brought on bouts um, of depression, anxiety, fear, concern, um, but an overwhelming sense of burden has maybe come over you. You might be a pastor who is better than all of us and you are feeling great in 2020 and nothing has shook you and uh, teach us your ways. But I think like myself and many other uh, pastors, 2020 has been one we were not prepared for. We never knew what the, the ways, the 12 steps to planning and working through online services to a completely online campus, if you even had that access. Some of you didn't even have access to an online platform or how do we do small groups now or maybe how are we going to re-entry and get back into services and you know, here at Capital Church, we have a hybrid now. We have online and in-person, but the in-person are limited, and we haven't even fully gotten back to our small groups and our events and everything that we would normally do in a calendar year, and yet this year has been one that has brought many challenges to the heart of a pastor. I always think of Paul when I think of pastoring. I think it's Paul that says he carried the people in his heart. We become pastors because we love God and we love people. And I think we want to give up on being pastors. We still love God, but we don't know if we like people very much. And I'll be the first to admit, this year, people have been difficult. In 2020, no matter what has happened and what we had to do, it felt like um, any decision you made, it frustrated people in the church. And there felt like there was a lot of complaints and not just in the church. I think the spirit of the age is going to find its way in the church. So if you felt like your church was doing good, just go on Facebook for a minute and look at their comments on masks, no masks. Um, if COVID-19 is a hoax or if it's real. Uh, what about the presidential election? What about the riots and protests? No matter what, we have had a culture um, that seems to have some rabble. And it's the same word that I think of when I... Uh, remember Moses in Numbers chapter 11. Remember Moses is taking the children of Israel 
from Mount Sinai. They, they're three days into the journey, I think, at this point, and they're already starting to complain. The people of Israel are already complaining about the food that they have now. They, they miss the old food from Egypt. Um, they miss the old ways. Does that not sound like our churches? Like, they miss the old church. They miss 2019 services and the children's programs and the events that we got to do and the, the types of services we had. Or you have people that are complaining that they don't like what we used to do and they want to only do what we're doing now. But nonetheless, as pastors, we find ourselves in this tension of balancing complaints. And if you're not careful as a pastor, that's going to discourage you, if not bring about some bouts of depression. And I just want to encourage all of us as pastors to remember that there are ways that we can keep ourselves from being discouraged in the midst of such a crazy year. Here, here's something. Let's start. This is our starting point. God was not surprised by 2020. So when God called you and appointed you to be the pastor of your community and the people of God that he has, he has um, given you to shepherd and to lead and to guide and to care for, God knew 2020 was going to come, and he still chose you. So as pastors, here's just a couple things that I'm preaching to myself that I think we need to do to make sure we don't get discouraged in doing well and in doing what God has called us to do. The first thing is we have to listen more to the Holy Spirit than we do to the complaints in our church. You know, the rabble in Numbers chapter 11, it says they had a rabble. The people had this grumbling and this murmuring, and it was going around the camp of the children of Israel. But what's interesting is I've, I read a few commentaries that talked about it, that it was probably just a, a small group of people complaining. It wasn't even the majority of the people. It was just a small group. But as you know and I know, any sort of gossip and complaint and frustration can just run like wildfire in a church and in a community. But we tend to forget that it's the minority that's complaining. We tend to, when we hear a complaint, you know, you get an email or someone mentions something to you or they post something very cryptically on social media that you know is directed towards you. Uh, no one's ever had that? Okay. Well, I hope you haven't. But all of those things, those are just the minority there might be people, sure, and we know this as pastors, you're never going to please everyone, but know this better than that, is that listen to the Holy Spirit. He placed you in that church, in that city, in that community for such a time as this. He knew what he was doing when he appointed you, and he knows that you're called to do it. So let's listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit more than we listen to the complaints. That doesn't mean we don't listen to the, the frustrations and the hurts and have empathy for people in our church. We need that. But just remember, God's voice needs to be bigger and stronger and louder as you lead your congregation through this year and beyond. The second thing I think as leaders is we got to remember, we cannot do it alone. When you go further down in Numbers chapter 11, you see Moses, after he's listening to these complaints, then he just goes to God. And he gets kind of like dark, right? Have you ever had a dark moment as a pastor and you start thinking some pretty dark things and even vocalizing them? Maybe not to anybody else, maybe to your spouse, maybe. But maybe in a quiet moment, you vocalize it to God. And we see this in Moses when he said, he says this, I'm not able to carry all this people alone. And the burden is just too heavy for me. If you will treat me like this, kill me at once. 
if I find favor in your sight, that I may not see my wretchedness. So here we have Moses. This is dark. I mean, Moses is basically saying, I can't do this, God. Like, this is too much. You know, he's, all, he's been with the, the children of Israel for a few years now, and he's just tired of the complaining. It's exhausting. It's weary. It's weighing him down. And he goes to God, and he's like, God, if this is what it's going to be, just take me now. Like, or give me another. Has anyone ever thought, ma'am, I'd rather go get a job at Starbucks. Maybe there's less stress and less issues with people. But here the thing is, is God wants to remind you, and, and pastor, may I please encourage you that you should not do it alone. One of the reasons we get so, so discouraged, I think, and feel like what Moses is feeling is such a heavy weight is because we're trying to do it on our own. God has not called you to do it on your own. In fact, if you go down a few verses later, what does God do? He asks Moses to gather up 70 of the men of the camp, and he appoints them and anoints them, and he puts the same spirit on them that he had put on Moses to help carry the load and to lead the people. You know what I feel like 2020 has done? 2020 has actually been a gift for us as leaders. 2020 has done all the smoking out that we needed. All the vetting process was taken care of in 2020. Do you want to know who your leaders are to help you into the next season and life of your church? It's the ones who've remained faithful. It's the ones who have refused to join into the rabble and the complaining. They might not be the ones you thought would be the leaders of the next wave of your church. But let me encourage you, God has given you the people you need right now. They're either in your pews or they're watching the service online. But I know this to be true. God has given you the people and he's putting his spirit in them. Let's grab those ones in our congregation and let's go to the next level of ministry and life and purpose. I believe it. The best days for our churches are ahead. And the last thing, let's remember this, pastors. Don't forget to remember the promises of God on your life. He placed you in that church. He placed you in that city. He knows what he's doing. He's in charge. He loves you. He's for you. He loves your city. He loves the people of your church. And what he's called you to do is to remember what God has promised. There is a group that God has brought for you to help. Now ask the Holy Spirit to show you, who is it, God, that you've brought in my circle and in our church? Maybe new people have come to your congregation in the last 10 months, and maybe they are the ones to be with you to carry it into the promised land. Hey, MFI pastors, I love you. I'm praying for each and every one of, of, of you. We're in this together, and I do believe it's the best days of the church are still ahead. I know we have some challenges, I know we're going to do things differently, and church might look different for a while, but I know that Jesus is still on the throne. God has called you and anointed you, and he's giving you favor, and he's blessing you, and he's putting the right people in your path to help lead and carry the weight. You are loved by God, and I pray that God would bless you in the remainder of this 2020, and I thank you and believe that 2021 is going to be your best year yet.